2: this is the games high school's football scoreboard show friday
3: night under the lights brought to you by qc kinetics non-surgical solution for chronic pain and mark spain go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing on sports radio 92.9 the game
2: That Dan Crenshaw, along with Chris Parker, into the 8 o'clock hour in the High School scoreboard Show on this Friday night. Nice weather outside. I had some rain that came through early today. I was like, oh, no, not again. Not three weeks in a row, uh, but no, <laughs> the rain. <laughs> it's out now. The rain is gone, and it's nice outside. It's a great night for high school football. If you are out going the ways. All of our games in the state should be underway now at 8 o'clock. Uh, maybe one or two that are kicking off at 8.05, but... Uh, all of our games are in the way. We got some interesting scores already, right, Coach?
1: Yeah, early Noonan up seven to nothing over Langston Hughes. That's one. Commerce up early twenty-one to seven over Elbert. That that would be a shock. Elbert just beat Rabin County last week, ending a massively long region winning streak for Rabin County. Coffee up early fourteen to nothing on Jenkins. Campbell seven, Pebblebrook six in the second quarter. A battle right there. Yep. Two schools fairly close to each other. Region game and early, early Dalton. 14, Calhoun 0.
2: Oh, watch for that one. Of course, we always talk about that region every week and how tough and challenging that particular region is.
1: Yeah, that would be a massive win for Dalton, basically securing a playoff spot. Um, But a lot of football left to be played. That will be one to keep an eye on all night.
2: Absolutely. Also looking at Carrollton, they have a 10-0 lead in the first quarter over Westlake as they play that game. All right. Um, I'm so excited about the guests that that, uh, we have coming up because uh, she, and I said she, has accomplished so much in this game that we're talking about in in football in different levels as an administrator, as a coach, as a player, um, and and just an, an influencer in the sport of football. And I'm so glad she had some time. Uh, the because usually on Friday nights recently now she puts on the stripes.
1: Yeah, that's the only thing maybe she hadn't done. <laughs> yeah, so she decided the last few years to put on the stripes. So we, yeah, we got an official, a coach, a player, a administrator, every administrator.
2: A, 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 I mean, you know, he, he, she just does it all. And, and I don't think she drives the bus, but she could. She, she some, could probably. She found somebody else to drive the bus for. Her. C- Candace Mitchell, welcome to the Scoreboard Show with Sam and Chris. Well, hi
4: guys, you have me so tickled over here. <laughs>
1: Candace tell them you could drive the bus though. Even if you I don't, you could. could yeah.
4: I probably could. You know, that's that is one thing that I have not done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get her a CDL, man. There, there we go.
4: There Get we go. Me a CDL. <laughs>
1: <laughs> where
2: are you tonight? You 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 don't have you don't have the, the stripes on tonight. But where are you tonight?
4: I do not have the stripes on. I am at Southern Crescent um, to watch Woodward Academy and Jonesboro, both uh, five two both five and two right now, so this will be an exciting turnout. Um, When I got back in my car, it was still scoreless. Woodward had just gotten an interception, and um, he was able to bring it back halfway. So we'll see what happens.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, We we were both talking about the fact that this game is so much a part of your DNA and and, and your family because I was telling Chris there's been a Coach Pritchett in Atlanta, since they had the first school, I think there's been somebody that's been, a, and, and 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 there's more on the way. But 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 talk talk about that influence, though. Were you being a girl, but around all these coaches? Because we're talking about who all your family was co growing up.
4: So uh, my uncle Stanley, my uncle Robert. Uh, my dad was a coach. Um, that's Gus. You know, sometimes you say Coach Pritchett. Everybody's like, I know Coach Pritchett. You know, so many <laughs> of them. Um, yes, and between basketball and football, uh, the Pritchett family is pretty well known in the metro area.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sam gave me a good history lesson on all the people. And, and Stanley Pritchett, uh, Douglas, Yeah. is beating Carver yes. right now. What could be a massive win for Coach. They're up like, 17-7.
4: Go, little cousin. Go, little
1: cousin. <laughs> yeah, 17-7 to seven right now. Uh, doing a great job at Douglas. But what kind of pride do you have? I mean, you got a, you got a son in the NFL now. I mean, it's just a really – they talk about a football life. You ever seen that show, Sam? Yeah. Before? Candace has a football life, and it's a very unique one. And so what kind of pride does it take as you reflect on all those things, going back to basically birth to right now? Yeah, I'm just so grateful.
4: You know, I've never really – imagine that this is what my life would turn out to be Um, but I think that I I just cherish every moment. I embrace it all. Um, I think that it means more to me now as an adult to be able to look back over my life just to see where I came from and, you know, I'm able to put the pieces together you know, just why I was around it so much and why I love it so much and and how it's a part of my life right now. And and to watch my son competing at the highest level, you know, it's just it's like a dream come true uh, for me as a mom, you know, and and watching my son and and then just even watching my parents watch my son. Uh, The day that Keaton was born, my dad grabbed his legs and he said, oh, my God, we got us a running back. <laughs> <laughs> he did, you know. Keaton had he had defined muscles in his legs, and his, those quads and hamstrings and calves were poking on day one. <laughs> wow, wow, wow! And yes, we, and yes. We,
2: and we, and we really, really came aware of that when he was down at Eagles Landing Christian, they were winning all those state
1: championships with him. Yeah, running. those teams he went against, they yeah. knew that too. Yeah, they found yeah, out. They found yeah, out. They, they found out.
2: out. Right, uh, you, right. You, you've done so much. You've actually coached with people. and know you coached at, at Henry County. I seen pictures of you with a headset on on Friday night. You were uh a part of the coaching staff there.
4: Yes, I was. Um I coached under uh Coach Morris Starr, who's now at Lakeside in the cab, and it was just a, an amazing experience to be a linebackers coach on the varsity level and work as defensive coordinator for the junior varsity um team at at Henry County High School. Which is now McDonough High School, and my daughter's there coaching track and flag. I mean, this thing is another Coach on. Pritchett. Another,
2: another Coach Pritchett. One.
1: Yeah, another one.
4: <laughs> yes, yes. They call her Coach KP. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know, I did my homework on this. Kenneth was a great player. Yeah. And so the the guy, the people I talked to that played, the guys we talked to, always tell me that it's so hard to watch their kid play because it's mm-hmm. actually it was easy to play. Yeah. And it's actually stressful to watch. People play. Do do you experience that same thing, Candace?
4: Watching my kids play. Yeah, is it
1: harder to watch your kids play than it was to actually oh play? This is what people tell me all yes. the time that have played high level sports. It's hard oh as the goodness. hardest thing they do is watch their kids play.
4: Yes, it it, it really is, and it, it ha- I get those same butterflies that I would get when I was in high school about to run a race. You know, you mm-hmm. you, you carry on the, that same anxiety. Um, and it's I guess it's the adrenaline flowing. you know you want your child to do well, and you want them to be healthy, and so you think about all those things. Um, and I wear my mom hat when mm-hmm. I watch my kids. I don't I don't wear my coach hat or my player hat, you know. And so that's just all the mom nerves mm-hmm. that I have going on.
1: And
5: the elite <laughs>
4: um, w- watching my kids,
5: the
1: elite athletes like Candace, say, they, they can control. Like when you were running a race, you had confidence in yourself, so you were nervous, but you were ready to go. Absolutely. Watching, you have no say over this. <laughs> That's what makes it stressful, you know, the watching. you just Yay. Me and Sam used to watching. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's they're all they're we do. A lot all but <laughs> if you're used to getting to compete, it's hard. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Folks, we're spending time with Candace Mitchell, and, and I really want to get to the thing you, you talk about, you're officiating, but I want to get um, something because you're so excited about something we're doing in our state, and that is girls' flag football. I uh, bet girls are getting introduced to the sport uh, and it's a brand of sport for them, and it has caught on quickly. And this week we heard news about the Olympics, and you're simply yes. euphoric about it. Thoughts about that, and, and we could potentially have some of those players come from Georgia now with, uh, with, with with girls' flag football in the high schools.
4: Absolutely. You know, someone that I'm officiating with, they could possibly be on that 2028 20, team. You never know because that's that perfect age um, right now for them to be in their prime by twenty twenty eight. And I'm just so excited about what we're doing in Georgia. We brought um that sport on um just in time and you know it, it's spreading like wildfire there. There are probably um I say seven or eight sanctioned states, but there are twenty additional states that are in a pilot phase right now. So especially within the next two or three years, I mean, it could be full-blown across the country as all the states are trying to get on board to get their athletes prepared for an opportunity to represent their country.
1: Yeah, many of them modeling the Georgia model for the girls' flag, many of these states modeling the Georgia model, correct, Candace?
4: Absolutely, yes. So the work that Amanda Dinkel and um, mm-hmm. the Atlanta Falcons mm-hmm. have done to create a template for these state associations to um, sanction flag football has been amazing. And so I have to applaud the work that they did to get things going in Georgia. Kudos always, you know, you got to give it up to Gwinnett County for saying, you know what, we'll try it. And um, once we saw how, you know, interested the girls were there and this thing just took off, and mm. then it was one other state behind the next, behind the next. Now they've been doing this for a while in Florida, yeah. but you know, once the other states started catching on, and then now with the Olympics, I mean, this thing is going to go crazy. And I'm just so proud of the work that the Atlanta Falcons and Amanda Dinkle and and her crew is doing to um, bring more awareness to other states and help them get it off the ground. It is great.
2: Fantastic, fantastic for well, spending time with Candice Mitchell, like I said, who's into who has lived this. Interesting football life, and she's still going because Friday night, this Friday night, she's off, but normally she's officiating. Now, what made you put on the striped shirt? Because you've been a coach and a mom, both people who like to yell at officials. So, what, <laughs> so, so what made you decide you want to go out there? I'd
1: probably drive the bus before I'd be an official.
4: <laughs> what, what, what made you decide to do this? Well, I think that it was just a way for me to stay close to the game. I've I've always admired the work that officials um have been doing and that's you know not just in football but but in everything. Um and a lot of times they don't get the the credit that they deserve. Um it's it's a it's a hard job. Nobody's officiating to make a living. They're officiating because they love what they do and you know I'm just excited to be a part of, of an association that's just so supportive. Um, And they train everybody up to be able to get out on that field and stay close to the game and, you know, and and just make a difference. And and there's such a a shortage right now, you know. So, if anybody's interested, you know, you could really earn uh, some time out on the field real quick.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we commend you for doing that, setting a great example for what we do with officials. Yeah, I appreciate it.
2: I I love it. I love it. That is fantastic. That's fantastic. So, So, you're off tonight. You know, normally – and, and w- w- i got to ask you one thing, though, because two teams are playing tonight. Cedar Grove is playing Sandy Creek, and that will always be known as the game that tipped things over to get video review. How do you feel with Georgia having that uh, to, uh, available this time? They played games in stadiums that had the review, but officials didn't use it. Thoughts about us uh, giving the officials the power to use that device for the state championship games this year?
4: I think that for the state championship games, you know, that would be something awesome that, that the state could do um, because, you know, you, you're, you're fighting for something a little bit more. That that state title, those rings that these kids are after every year. Um, and if, if there was a way to make it, make it equitable where we could do it during regular season, you know, something affordable that um, we could build in over time where, you know, uh, an, an official can come off the field review a play on the sideline, you know, um, the things that, that score sports and, and, and Bo Michael and his crew is doing all over the state of Georgia, um, something along that, that format where an official can step off, the White Hat can view it real quick where it wouldn't take up a lot of time. Um, you probably wouldn't need to pay for an additional official. Um I think that it's doable. I think it's a great idea to at least start on the state level and then give give everyone a few years to be able to uh get something in place to, to have it on the sidelines. Um, you know, this is and this is something that would align with what's taking place, you know, in college and on the pro level, an opportunity to, to, to get the call right because one thing for sure, we want to get the call right. And and you know, you have that human component, we see what we see. But at the same time, you want to make it right because you have a split second to decide.
1: We talked about all the things Candace has done, Sam, but you can hear in her voice, that's an athletic administrator talking. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. an athletic administrator <laughs> you know, at heart. You've been I know athletic, all about right. that. You know all about that, yeah. right? Yeah, and I know we got to run, but I'm going to tell you this. I hit <laughs> earlier, but listen, that you that flag football that yeah. they're doing at Candace and it is a part of building – it's grown, man. We got youth flag football in our yep. community. Yeah, my my yep. man Tommy Gartrell just remind me, hit text me. His daughter is on the twelve year team. He learned. There's wow. people all. I mean, that bringing it to Georgia with the high school has permeated into there's recreational leagues. Well, you
2: got a college yes. team right down the road from where you live.
1: Yeah, at, doing, at, at, at Reinhardt. At Reinhardt playing it, and that's what I mean. So right, that right. just the impact you've been able to make, Candace, and many others too. The impact they've been able to make on that is tremendous. And um, I hope one day you can sit back and appreciate all these different things. But right now you just watch those boys play and call some – and make sure you don't miss any calls, okay? Because you don't want people I'll
4: like me getting best. mad at you <laughs> for missing those calls. <laughs> I'll try my best. We're,
2: we're going to let you get back to the game now with Whopper Academy and Jonesboro. Atlanta, but we appreciate you stepping out and spending some time with us uh, tonight. Uh, I, on I appreciate
4: course. you guys for having me on. Yeah, you know, I, I'll be glad to come back anytime.
2: All right. Fantastic. Thanks, gonna, Candace. Don't say that. We, we'll take, yeah, you we'll take
1: you up on it. Yeah, we'll take
4: you up on it. <laughs> take me up on it.
1: <laughs> Go get that CDL next time now. We're going to need you to be able to drive the bus, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Next time we talk, I just might have it. Now y'all know
4: nothing is beyond me.
2: So. <laughs> know, that's right. We know that's right. Candace Mitchell spending so much time. Great for the for the time tonight. Thanks so much for spending the time with us. Uh, my goodness. All right, guys. All right, my goodness. What a what a what a football life, and and she's still she's
1: still yeah climbing. really impressive. Really, yep, I mean I know. Yeah, you go back and forth from kind of joking being serious there, but really impressive resume, and um really thankful for all she's done to contribute to the football in Georgia.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Come back. We got some scores. We got some updates from some of our reporters. Uh, and we got our school days guests coming up at 840. You want to stay tuned. Uh, it is Friday night. And you're listening to the scoreboard show, your high school scoreboard show here on sports radio, 92.9, the game and 92.9, the <laughs> You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Modella is your reward. Modella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import,
0: Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.
1: Now, back to more of the high school football scoreboard show brought
3: to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain. And Mark Spain. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 929 The Game.
2: Radio 92 and the game and 92 at the game.com. Welcome back into the scoreboard show. Nine floors up in our Midtown Atlanta studios tonight, but we got some scores that are coming in, Coach. We got Lumpkin uh leading White County 21-14. That is a first, second, second quarter score um, in that particular game. Second quarter score, Madison County 21, East Forsyth 7. Also a second quarter score. Cherokee Bluff
1: 28. East Hall, nothing. How about this one? How about Commerce 28? Elbert County, seven. This is at the Granite Bowl. Elbert County coming off of a huge win, looking like a region champ. Commerce saying the old Coach Corso, uh, not so fast, not my so
2: friend. Not so fast. I know <laughs> that's what, that's what they're saying. Got some early scores. A first quarter score way down in South Georgia. Cockwood County, seven. lounge nothing. Um, coming out uh, to yeah, McEachin. It's so the second quarter score. McEachin's up seven, nothing on North Paul. And that's a big game for that region.
1: Big game. Big game. That's one to keep an eye on, uh, maybe a region championship game there. How about Lee County up 21-0 over Northside One Robins? Lee County, really good, real really good. good. Grayson's up 14-3 on Brookwood. Uh, that's a game Brookwood really needs to try to steal if they can. They're really struggling, may not make the playoffs. without that win And Lowndes just scored now, Sam. You mentioned that one earlier, but now it's 7-7, Colquitt and Lowndes early.
2: All right, Lambert 14, Denmark 13 up in Forsyth County. We're going to have a, a check-in from that game later on tonight as well. That's the one out there, White, keeping an eye on that one. We got a couple of scores. We got a couple of updates, some stories from our reporters. Let's start with Day Day Lewis. This is a live Sideline Report.
3: Sports Radio 929 The Game, the High School Scoreboard show with Sam Crenshaw and coach Chris Parker. Damian Dade Lewis live here guys, Pace Academy Knights. It's homecoming celebration for them and they're taking on the Luella Lions. Both of these teams coming in streaking three straight wins, 3 and 1 in region play. Obviously, both of them looking to keep pace with Stockbridge currently unbeaten in the region standings. Right now at the start of the second quarter, Defenses holding things down for both sides. 3-0 in favor of the Knights right now. We got a deep pass, though, real quick, Two. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That is going to be about a 80-yard touchdown pass and catch for Luella. So just like that, the Lions are now on top. 6-3 prior to this extra point attempt. And uh, we'll keep you updated, guys, for the High School Scoreboard Show with Sam Crenshaw and Coach Chris Parker. I'm Damian day Lewis on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Oh,
1: how does
2: always. he do
3: it? How does always. he do it?
1: I'm thinking makes people. Did they, Dom, can we get some verification? We don't need any um not truthful news on here. So <laughs> can anybody verify that these touchdowns always happen when he's re- re- giving an update? I know it. I know it. Or is he just saying that? Like he lets one happen, then he calls in and act like it just happened. I, I,
4: I, to the best of my knowledge, it's all truthful. There's no alternative facts here or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I never known Day truth. Day
1: to be anything other than truthful. But yeah. man, he, he is lucky. You know, that's something has always happening. That, that is
2: just uncanny, man. He comes up with a report, and just like that, something happens in the background. That that is fantastic to see what what he does. That's what happens, folks, when our folks are out of games tonight. He's got a good one, it seems like, so far. All right, let's check in now with Garrett Chapman. He's got a rematch of that that state championship game from last season.
6: Sports Radio 92.9, the game in the high school scoreboard show. This is Garrett Chapman live at Halford Stadium in DeKalb County as two AAA opponents are taking each other on in some region play between two 1-0 teams, two teams who played for a state championship just last season, one that uh, I think all of you probably remember, Sandy Creek. And Cedar Grove your score at the end of the first quarter though Cedar Grove is up 14 to nothing and so far This has been the stars shining for Cedar Grove Bo Walker the Georgia commit He has a big run he set up a Cedar Grove touchdown goes for about 50 60 yards or so He doesn't quite get it He steps out of bounds right there in front of the end zone. It looks like he scored to me, but uh, it was pretty close But they punch it on the, ne- on the very next play take a seven to nothing leave and the defense is all over the field for Cedar Grove uh They are, I think they already have three sacks in this game. They have these standing linebackers who are, like if you've ever seen Rex Ryan's defense in the NFL, the New York Jets, that's kind of the way they've been playing. They just have standing linebackers. They're playing all over the field, and then they don't know where the blitz is coming from. And uh, they've already sacked Sandy's Creek's Dalen Pinson three times today. Four-star wide receiver for Florida State commit, Devin Carter. He scored a long touchdown pass. I think he already has 75 yards receiving on the day you could see why he is a four-star recruit uh, they extended the lead to 14 on that touchdown play but we got about 11 minutes or so to go in this first half Sandy Creek's back on the football let's see if they can get something going they've had some drives but haven't been able to finish anything off um, big things with the, the sacks like I mentioned and a couple of penalties here and there but this is a good game two teams who know each other very well two good well coached teams and uh, I think this should be a great contest. Sports Radio ninety two nine, the game and the high school scoreboard show. Sam and Chris, back to you.
1: All right, Garrett Chapman got a good game as well. Fourteen Thanks. nothing. Cedar yep. Grove come yep. out. Yep. Early. You still think that coach didn't say anything about last <laughs> year? You think <Neither laughs> they didn't talk about
2: that all week? Uh, maybe just a little bit.
1: Man, he that wasn't that wasn't lost on me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little reminder before you go ahead. Just a little reminder. Oh my goodness! I mean, and as they should, man. That's what it's all about. It's kind of what makes it fun. Yeah. And that's Sandy Creek's got to bounce back. You knew that emotion early was probably going to favor Cedar Grove, feeling like they were shortchanged last time. Now you got to come back, and you got a long football game. Yeah. Being up 14 doesn't win you the game. Does not. You got to come back, and so I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm watching. I know Eric Slaughter's at this game, but I'm watching the uh, Kale and GAC game. Yeah. This quarterback, the baseball player. At Kale Bryce, okay. Clayton. Clayton. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good, Sam. <laughs> I think he might amount to something.
2: You think so? Yeah, I think so. You think he's got a future? Well, I'll
1: tell you what's interesting. When I first heard about the guy a couple years ago, how good he was, I don't think he'd played much football. He just started coming out, and he was really good. But he was this elite, you know, top draft pick baseball player. Mm-hmm. Has some Kyler Murray-like okay. success. Okay. And you know, Kyler was that way, too. He was right. A, he was a baseball player. Mm-hmm. And then ends up being the number one overall pick. I'm not saying the guy's gonna be the number one overall pick. That's probably a little um, that's a little presumptuous of me. But he's good. Yeah, <laughs> he's very good. <laughs> but he's good. and if he wants to play football, he'll have plenty of opportunities. I'm about- he is a he's a good football player. That's
2: fantastic, fantastic. We're
1: keeping an eye on that game as well.
2: Uh, is Eric Slaughter is at that, that one keeping an eye on. We got some other scores uh that we're running down. We're looking at some game stars. Mill, they're big over Riverdale, thirty-three nothing in their game. Lagrange is playing Trinity Christian. They're both at five and two. Lagrange is up twenty nothing. That is a second Lagrange up twenty to nothing. That's a second quarter score. Second that's quarter a big start not. for Lagrange. That could be How a big about win. Second quarter. Wayne County, Benedictine. Tied at fourteen. Mm. Two you good know? ball teams there. Two really good football teams, Benedictine uh, undefeated at eight and zero, and Benedictine
1: sixty two and two wow. in region play in the last sixty four games. Man, so to put yeah. in perspective, they've not played many even that close. Man,
2: but they got they got a close one at least early on um, tonight. is is it's an early early one uh, to watch for that one. Cass seven, Hiram three. Once again,
1: and battle. One of those
2: teams may not make the playoffs.
1: Winner of that game has a great chance. To get in, lose or may not. I mean, this is a that's a contested, contested region.
2: Yeah. Very, very very highly contested region. And then you see the score in that one because I think Cartersville won their game last night. They played right over Woodland. They played Woodland last night and they won that one. Shambly, uh, six nothing leaders over Arabia Mountain. That's his second quarter score for that game. Uh, to report. We got Creek side up on Villa Rica twenty eight to seven. That is a second quarter score uh, in, in that contest
1: too. Part View's over Newton right now, 21 to 14, but in <laughs> games back and forth, man, if you get an opportunity to watch that. And early, still early in the game, um, Valdosta and Camden, 7 to 7. Man,
2: we're watching that one. I'm looking at second quarter score here. Langston Hughes and, and Noonan, 7 7 as a second quarter score. Second quarter score, Douglas County still undefeated, playing East Paulding tonight. 14 0, Douglas County with a lead in that game.
1: Update Weisle. on the game you just mentioned, Sam. Wayne County just scores, goes up 21-14 to 14 over Benedictine. We, Benedictine trailing in a region game for the first time since Ooh. I had some darker colored hair. <laughs> that's
2: that's, that's <laughs> for a minute. We're going to keep an eye on that one, folks, as that one's going tonight and, and see how, how that one progresses uh, going forward. But, you know, a bit of a surprise. You can get some of those um, at this stage of the season. Uh, Candace Mitchell was with us earlier. She's at the Woodward Academy game. Woodward Academy is up 13 to nothing on Jonesboro. They're playing that game down in Clayton County tonight. Rockdale County is up on Monday's meal, 7-2. Baseball? 7-2. We, we, we do have baseball going on, if anybody's caring to watch it. With, with our,
1: with We're not team. watching that. We don't want to talk about nothing about that, Sam. It's high school football. Right, that's you it. ain't talking about no baseball, right, <laughs> Dumb? You don't want to hear about anything, no Phillies, no, no Diamondbacks, no. none of that.
2: Osborne, uh, and again, people watching in it, Wheeler. Uh, it's halftime, no scores. This game is big.
1: Yeah, very big. You know? No score. Osborne having a chance to win. They win this one, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. They may be in anyway. They win this one, they're definitely in. And you're looking at, you know, man, partying like it's 1994 or maybe 1970-something. I don't know. (laughs) But I mentioned this before. How many times do you think Osborne made the playoffs, Sam? Period overall? Period overall to school. I'm going to give you the real numbers here. They've been a school since 1957. Okay. Okay. 1957. Uh, for those of you trying to figure out the math there, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Okay. You're looking at. I hadn't even showed up yet. You hadn't even showed up yet I in hadn't 19, 1957. 1957. I had, so, had, not, had not made my debut. <laughs> you're looking at <laughs> probably, what's that, 66 years, 67 mm-hmm. years? Mm-hmm. How many times do you think they made the playoffs?
2: Wow. Zero. None? Zero. Whoa. Zero. Well, a win tonight, and they're definitely in. But right now, no score at halftime um, against Wheeler. And, you know, they still got two more games left, and those games left uh, of Walton and North Cobb uh, that they have remaining. They better win tonight. You would win those games. (laughs) But you don't think they do, you know. You're so
1: impressed with them. Maybe the best job in the whole state of Georgia the last couple years is the job done by the guys uh, at Osborne. Yep.
2: Well, and we know there's a, a program
1: way down in South Georgia that we're used to hearing win
2: a lot. Brooks County. They got the coach that brings the hammer. Coming up next, somebody.
1: The play. initial hammer bringer.
2: The real the, the, the original hammer bringer is going to be here to talk with us. Uh, Marcus Stroud, a fabulous player uh, there before going on to uh, to Georgia and to the NFL. It's next for our school days. You stay with us. It's Friday night. You're listening to the High School Scoreboard Show. Here Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game and 1990 The Game.com.
3: it local.
1: This is the
2: High School Football Scoreboard Show. Brought
3: to you by QC Kinetics, non-surgical solution for chronic pain. And Mark Spain. Go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Taking it back. Back in the days when I was young,
4: I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I said and wish I was a kid again. It's School
2: Days
1: on the High School
4: Scoreboard Show.
1: Sammy Sam and Coach check in with the legend of Georgia high school football. Brought to you by Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game.
2: Ah, uh, You know what, Chris? You know what, Chris? Everyone's making a big deal, and rightfully so. And we have a player, a high school football player in the state, who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated this year. Yeah? But but there, there was another one. Is that one. the first one? N- no. Oh, okay. No, no. We We have other ones, not just Juju Lewis. No, 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 not that. Now, I don't know if this guy we're going to talk to got the NIL deal that he got.
1: He did not get the NIL deal. He might have gotten a couple of free meals down there in Quitman. They got some good places, but he did not get that deal, no.
2: (laughs) He did not get the NIL deal when he was out there, but he joins us now because tomorrow night he will be uh, one of the newest inductees into the Georgia High School Football Hall of Fame, and we're really happy and delighted to welcome Marcus Stroud uh, to the scoreboard show with Sam and Chris. Congratulations, Hall of Famer.
5: Oh, thank you. Thank you.
2: With thoughts about that because uh, a lot of people have uh, done a lot of impressive things uh, in their high school football years here in Georgia, and tomorrow night you get to take your place alongside a, a pretty talented room of people.
5: Oh, man, I'm very honored to be, you know, thought amongst those guys, and, and I'm I'm glad that the committee thought fit to bring old Marcus Stroud in with the, in, with the crew, man. You know, so <laughs> – I'm, I'm very honored and humbled to be there, and and like you said, it's a great group of guys. And of course, you know, high school football in Georgia is big, and we were part of a great legacy.
1: Marcus, you're talking to two of the guys on the committee here, so we definitely believe in you. Yeah, and we, <laughs> and and I want you to know how many good people there are that aren't in there. It was mm-hmm. just amazing to me how hard the decisions were to pick because there's so many probably really several hundred people and with 400 different schools that could be picked. And man, your career was just so impressive. So take me back to Brooks County high school. What was the best moment, man? What, what was the (laughs) moment that you think of when you think about playing for Brooks County?
5: Um, man, just being out there on the field with coach Freeman and some of those great practices we used to have out there in that good old South Georgia heat, man. And, and, um, one of my fondest memories is winning that championship back in 94. You know, um, it was it had been a long time since Brooks County had won one, and we was, um 35 players in a bad mood back then, and we were able to, to bring home a state championship. 35
2: players in a bad
5: mood?
1: <laughs> I've had 35 players in a bad mood before on my team, Sam, but – we didn't have the same success Marcus had. <laughs> no, no,
2: no.
5: Talk about what made the difference. You we, know, we, 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 we go ahead. We were a small single A. You know, we were a small single A school, and Coach Freeman. That that was the we we took up the mantra of our head coaching, and you know that was our motto. Mm-hmm. Thirty five players in a bad mood, and we went out there and we played like it.
1: Sam and I love Coach Freeman. We've yeah. had him on the show many times, yeah. a great ambassador for high school football. So what you're reporting on here for us is nothing's changed. That's what you're telling us. Nothing's changed because that's how he is right, right now, too, so nothing's changed.
5: Oh, hey, man, only thing that's changing, he's just changing motto. You know, uh, they went from being in a bad mood to bringing the hammer, so, <laughs> but it's still hard <laughs> football down in Brooks County, baby. So he hasn't changed much.
2: Talk about Friday nights down there. What were Friday nights like, um, you know, the, the stadium there, the community? What type of support y'all got? And what was just the vibe when you was, y'all was you would step out on the field on Friday?
5: Oh, man, you know, small-time football. Friday night is uh, the, the one time everybody in the community is going to be at the game, even all the cops and everything. So that's the, that's the one time if you wanted to get away with something that will be your best try to try it on a Friday night
1: because everybody was at the game. I'm, I'm gonna ask Marcus about his seat. They won the state championship in 1994, okay? And I'm looking at this record, and they were actually three and three, Sam, after six games, and then they win the rest of them and win the state championship. So, what changed in that season, Marcus? Or what does anybody listening, this team might be, you know, three and three, four and three, something like that right now, but they want to get on that run that you guys went on. What what sparks a run like that?
5: Um, just believing in each other and, and believing in your coaching and, and listening to what those guys are saying. You know, those three games we lost were games we were losing because of mental mistakes and small things. So, you know, Coach was telling us, hey, if we correct this, y'all listen to do what I say, you got a chance. And once we started doing it, it was like, okay, hey, these guys do know what they're talking about. Let's keep on doing this. and We just kept putting games together, and that's the best way to do it.
2: Well, you end up uh, having to beat Turner County twice, and uh, you beat Lincoln County, who was always a, a tough, tough outback in those years. And you end up beating Manchester for the championship game, uh, which had, which had to, which had to really be big to, to, to be able to do that. Thoughts about the season that you were having during that time?
5: Well, actually, you know, during that during that run, that was my first season playing. Uh, football so you know uh, coach Freeman I, I, at that point I thought it was a basketball player so coach <laughs> Freeman had uh, got me off the court and, and and molded me into a good player and that was uh, <laughs> that's basically all she wrote I was doing that you know I was having a great year just it was actually one of the times where I was just able to go out and play and have a good time and that's all I was wanted to do every Friday was go out and play.
1: Well, let's talk about basketball, Sam, because I want Marcus to talk to anybody that needs to hear this about playing multiple sports because he was a star basketball player and a star football player. And what do you say to people, as you see these younger people now may feel like they need to just play one thing, or maybe they don't need to play both. Or what do you say to people that want to know about your experience playing multiple
5: sports? I'm, I was always a firm believer that one sport helped you be better in the main sport you were trying to do. So, uh, I stayed busy all all year round as it was a way to to stay in shape and stay busy i played uh played basketball I played baseball, we did track and field, so we just it always kept you training and kept you moving and and it also relieved stress on different parts of your body If I was out there just playing football all year round, I'm gonna wear myself down so mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: yeah great, great great advice folks for spending time. During our school day segment tonight, Marcus Stroud, uh, we know him for having a tremendous career at the University of Georgia and then playing playing professionally in the National Football League, Jacksonville Jaguars. But we're talking about, you know, the high school times and, and because he's being honored this weekend in the new class of the Georgia High School Football Hall of Fame. And that ha- happens tomorrow night. And we're gonna we're excited about getting a chance to see you there. But I got to ask you, who was the grudge match? Who was the, the game that you all didn't want to lose? Who was it that, you know,
5: who was the big game down there? Um, well, we had a few. Charlton County was uh big rivals right down there. You know, that's when they had all the Bailey boys. It was Champ, Boss, uh, <laughs> yeah. another Bailey cousin, yeah. a Bailey uncle. <laughs> it was the whole <laughs> Bailey family out there we were playing against, man. So, you know, that was one of our rivals. And, uh, Turner County during that time in Old Clinch County because they would cheat you back then. So those were some of, the, some of the good rivals we had. Uh,
1: they played some great teams. Yeah, in, when Marcus was there, He um, played at Washington County when they had some great teams. They, uh, you know, Clinch, yeah. Carlton, and, and of course Brooks. They all had some really really good teams. And so those South Georgia rivalries, some of them haven't changed, but there's yeah. still some really good rivalries on there. But just some great football players in that time. Who was it that you
2: wanted to get to that you didn't? Uh, we talked to guys. We have had Chuck Smith and guys. Says, well, it was back when Chuck was in high school. You had a North Georgia and a South Georgia champion. You didn't see anybody from another part of the state unless you got to the championship game. So, I mean, that, that was the thing that they had back in those days. And he said, guys, I wanted to play so-and-so from Warner Robinson. I wanted to play so-and-so from Valdosta. Is there somebody that you, that you heard about or read about and said, boy, I'd love to just, just be on the field with them? Was it somebody that got away from you?
5: No, no, not really, man. The only, you know, I was in. The only person I was like really in awe of, and he was older. And he's actually going in uh, with Al Pinkus, man. Mm-hmm. I, 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 when I, I remember watching him and Mitchell Baker when they was, you know, that was man. They, he was incredible. So I was like, man, I wouldn't mind trying to. Get to him, but that guy there was, was a tough player back in the
1: day. Could you get him in one-on-one too, or just on the football field? Because you know he could play basketball oh, man, too. You
5: know, all right, man, listen—that like, he was—he could do it all. And he was a good pitcher, so yeah, he was—he was tough. He was tough. Got to, to a cover.
2: Man, <laughs> <laughs> well, Watkins, talk about some folks. What, what talk about the Sports Illustrated cover? Because uh, everybody made a deal about that. Because everybody thought you were going to go one place. And in the end, you ended up in, in, in Athens, and this cover ends up uh, what you wanted. And what was that like for you?
5: That whole experience? Oh man, it was cool. You know, uh, it was very unexpected. They, you know, they came and did a story about college recruitment, and, and um. They took some pictures, and, you know, I was just so photogenic and handsome, they had to put me on the cover.
1: (laughs) Now that's an answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's an answer. (laughs) But, But, you know, now, Marcus, really starting this year, the people who have that kind of publicity or that kind of involvement in recruiting have opportunities to actually make money. Yeah. In this name, image, and likeness. We had this week a quarterback at Carrollton signed a big contract with Leaf Trading Card Company. So I know you didn't get anything like that, but I told Sam you might have had some side nil deal with the restaurant equipment or somewhere. Maybe even, right, you had to have gotten something. I mean, they get at man, least get I, like a free dinner or something, right? But you would have killed now, <laughs> oh. wouldn't you?
5: Man, absolutely. I, man, I'm just you know just just a little late. You know, everything <laughs> everything happens in every time, but we just happen to be a little <laughs> bit late, man. What, yeah. what?
1: In all seriousness, though, what advice do you have for guys? wanting to go through that process. Everybody playing football wants to be you. They want to be highly recruited. They want to have those great opportunities. They want to go to the NFL. So what advice do you have for those guys?
5: Keep the main thing the main thing. And what I mean by that is stay focused on your studies and your football and all the extra perks is going to come along with that. If you go out there looking for the perks, you're you're missing the point because all that stuff wouldn't be possible if you weren't good at what you were doing. So try to perfect your craft and – and continue to do what you have to do to, to to be in the realm where you could get these mi um, these nil deals and things of that sort.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I tell you what, we always ask uh, anyone who's on for this segment what you carry with you from your days. Was something that you, where your coach said or, or someone taught you that you've carried on with you through college and through the professional and just in life? Um, can you think of someone one a particular thing, one or
5: two things? Just being accountable. Just you know, you got to be like any, any time you're part of a team sport, you got to be accountable to the um, other guys you you playing against, uh, playing with. Excuse me. So if you um, if you are holding your part of the deal, that you're being accountable, That's what makes for successful plays on and off the field. So just be accountable. Fantastic,
2: fantastic. Brother. Well, you've done those things and so much more. And tomorrow night, you're going to rightfully take your place. Uh, in the uh, in, in the High School Football Hall of Fame. And we're looking forward, Marcus. We appreciate you just having some time to spend with us this evening. Okay, well, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be there. Absolutely. See you guys tomorrow. We'll be the guys in the blue jackets.
1: Yeah, the guys that didn't <laughs> right. look like they played in the NFL. Uh, no, no, no.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you there, man alright Yeah. have a good one. All right. That is Marcus Stroud. And, uh, man, just great reflections.
1: Yeah, yeah. Great great reflections of his time. And, you know, we don't – I was thinking this as he was talking. Have we had any that played that many years ago that have the same coach there now? You know, we're talking about the current coach. Yeah. From, you know, in this case, 29 years ago. Right. Isn't that something?
5: Wow.
2: So, you know,
1: you're talking about Coach Freeman 29 years ago. talking about Coach Freeman today. He said they went from 35 angry (laughs) to to, bringing the (laughs) hammer. (laughs) How about that?
2: Oh, fantastic, fantastic memories there with Coach Freeman uh, down in Brooks County. Headed for the 9 o'clock hour, folks, next up, we're going to check in with John Betnarowski, mayor of the Daily Journal. A lot of great actions going on out of Cobb County tonight. we will check in with him. Uh, stay with us. We've got updates coming up on Sports Radio, Game, 902Game.com.